Hey folks, welcome back to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. We are on episode five of five in this little mini-series that we have focusing on the temperaments. Mm-hmm. Aaron, what's our temperament focus today? The phlegmatic, Winnie the Pooh. All you peaceful phlegmatics out there, mm-hmm. we're going to be teaching a little bit about some of the natural virtues you have, natural vices, ways that you can grow within this temperament, and uh, ways that you are a beautiful, unique gift to the church, to your families, to the world, to the people in your life. Yes, yes, yes. Stick around. All right. See you in there. Hey, folks. Welcome to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Erin. And we are the Ingolds. We are the founders of Metanoia Catholic, and we are here to talk coaching in the Catholic world. Yes, where we teach people how to become students of their interior life, and we also train and coach other Catholic coaches. So we're excited to have you with us. Let's get started. Welcome back, Pooh. <laughs> we're going to be talking to all the phlegmatics. That's why Matt called you Pooh. Because we're talking about all the characters, which are really caricatures of the four temperaments, but they are Winnie the Pooh characters. And I love how you spell Pooh, not P-O-O-H, <laughs> but just straight up Pooh. P-O-O. <laughs> oh my gosh, I so, totally spelled it. And I know I spelled Eeyore wrong too. I have no idea how to spell his Very name. phonetically. Yes. Um, there's a Y in there somewhere. But I, it was just like E or is like Avila <laughs> spelling it. <laughs> oh, but poo, man. I did not mean P O O. I actually meant P O O H. We just need to have like the poo emoji uh, yes. out here on the podcast. So, this is our final podcast of our temperaments series. Five of five. Yeah. Yeah. The first one we just talked about the temperaments in and of themselves, what they are why you should figure your temperament out, um, why it's helpful to know it, and then we went into the four temperaments. Yeah, and I think the reason why I can say I've been avoiding this one is because I don't have any of these, and Aaron doesn't have any of these. So, and, Phlegmatic? And yeah, in the first three, like we had a little bit of disposition to be able to give some, uh, uh, just a little bit of personal context to it. Mm-hmm. Now I think the only personal context I can give is where... Uh, phlegmatics annoy me. Oh, my own reaction nice. to phlegmatics, or where they, uh, where I really enjoy their They're company, like, more enjoyable. They are like the most delightful temperament. <laughs> That's They're really so true. easy to like until you need a decision made. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm pretty convinced both of my parents uh, are phlegmatic. Uh, my dad, sanguine phlegmatic, and I think my mom was melancholic phlegmatic, or phlegmatic melancholic, or phlegmatic melancholic. Yeah, you're probably right about that, actually. Mm-hmm. I think she was primarily um, phlegmatic, which she was just a delightful person. I mean... Stabilizing you, disposition. You again. cannot mm-hmm. say anything bad about them. So They usually don't have a problem with detraction and gossip. Mm-mm. Mm, high harmony people. Yes. Clifton strengths. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the main distinction between all of the temperaments, we've kind of discussed this on all of these podcasts, and if you haven't listened to the other ones... Highly recommend going back because we give some direction as to really why this is important to check out your temperament. Yeah, but, and we're going to be talking light side, dark mm-hmm. side of the temperament, some vices, uh, vices virtues. virtues that are common to it, things to grow in, some helpful tips, and then wrap up with just some journal ways to use our journal to kind of grow in more of the virtuous side of the phlegmatic temperament. Yeah, because out there, I mean, you guys can take, you can throw a rock and find a temperament quiz, a free temperament 
quiz out on online anywhere. But I mean, and then they give you a description, which is really helpful, but then none of them are like, hey, here's your next step. Here's what you should do. Mm -hmm. And so we're really excited to share with you. We have, hopefully when this is, yes, Matt, we're saying last time, when this- We're in trouble. We've been promising this thing and saying it's available for the last four episodes. This is why I'm doing that actually, to motivate us to move on this. Maybe I am a little phlegmatic, but um, but really it's, it, it's a test that we have. It's a combo of the temperaments and the charisms. Nature and grace. Yes. So we're really excited to share that with you guys. Mm -hmm. You can go find that on our website. Yeah. It's going to give you a lot of some very practical, based on your your temperament and mm -hmm. the charisms that you have, some practical ways that you can actually take that next step. And I love that you use that language, take the next step, because these quizzes that they reveal our temperaments, those natural dispositions of, of us. And even like Clifton Strengths is another one, reveals some natural uh, habitual ways of thinking, feeling, and acting that can be applied productively. Uh, and the charisms, like the ways that God has ordained to uh, animate you, to yeah. pour his grace into you so that you can be of service to the church and reveal him in a very unique particular way. All of those things are just a starting point of kind of like, this is where you are yes. on the map right now, but it's mm -hmm. not the end point, right? Yes. There's a maturation process in all of these areas, and that's kind of what we're highlighting on this podcast series. But also, to, and it's going to be, we're going to be doing a whole month on the temperaments in July mm -hmm. in our academy. And the reason why we're doing that is, is because we've seen this poverty of being like, here's all the information, have at it. And I think we're all just... I don't know, assuming that everyone's choleric who will go take action and, and work their way through it. But we are a coaching company. And so like one of the things we do is we take these abstract ideas or this information and we make it tangible and we can help people apply it to their lives. And so if you haven't checked out our Academy, come check it out, especially in the month of July. But if not, if you come later, if you're listening to this later, all of our workshops are archived. And so you can go back and watch it and work with a coach in the academy on that. And that's, we have so much coaching for you. We have just tons of things, tons yeah. of information and ways to apply this to your life. All right. Reminding you guys, subscribe, like, if you're watching on YouTube right now, so you can get notifications when we put some coaching tips out. We're gonna be doing that. Uh, we do that on a monthly basis as well. Uh, but real quick, why I love um, having this information as a coach, it just allows me to kind of know some of the natural dispositions mm -hmm. because I don't want to coach somebody that has a melancholic temperament to do something that is very, that's more an inclination for a choleric person or a phlegmatic person. Why? Because I'm kind of going against the natural momentum that God has set you on. Like yeah. all of us guys, like we don't, we have momentum. God has, God has set us on in some sort of a direction. I love reading that. I can't recall where it's from in scripture, but my word goes forth from me and it does not return to me until it's accomplished its purpose. So God's grace is meant to be animated in us towards some sort of purpose, right? Mm -hmm. It's not for us to necessarily just like to, to come up with it ourselves. It's more for us to discover the temperaments, the charisms, even strengths I'm starting to realize, Clifton Strengths world, is, is a way of starting to understand and know uh, some of that natural momentum, that the direction that God, through these noble, intelligible things, mm -hmm. uh, the direction that he sets you on. And when we can conform to that versus resisting it, uh, we can be so much happier and we can make 
we can make our greatest contribution to the yes. church. I yes. think of people that, like, for example, are very melancholic or very introverted. And I've talked to them before, and they're just like, oh, man, I just... I, I really want to be a speaker because they admire speakers so much. But it's not necessarily, it's not that they can't do it. Mm-hmm. If they do it, certainly it would show up, show up differently, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it, it may not necessarily be within the wheelhouse that God has created for them. And that's okay because there's something that is in your wheelhouse. Or maybe they're a great speaker, but they don't like sticking around and talking to everyone after, right? Like, so they just get up there yeah. and, you know, speak and then teach and then say bye so like it's going to show up in a different way that gotta go, gotta if a sanguine is a speaker like sanguine will yeah. stay hours into the night talking to people so jason everett very different night yeah there you go very different <laughs> um temperaments showing up and yeah. and like it, they're both incredible speakers but it shows up differently you mm-hmm. know so that's what we're going to be at. This entire, um, the temperaments and then the charisms, grace builds upon nature. This is what St. Thomas Aquinas said, like grace builds upon nature. The temperament is your nature. doesn't mean that's where you end. It doesn't mean it's just the starting point. Um, the analogy that we've been using or metaphor, I never know what which one is appropriate to use, but the analogy we've been using is as if you're a sculptor, God's a sculptor, and you are a piece of stone. Mm-hmm. He's going to know what stone can take what pressure at what angle and and really like how to go about doing this. Mm-hmm. Now, you could get very frustrated as the sculptor if you keep using the wrong tool, stone yeah. and tool and, you know, I, I don't know, pressure and Method. effort. Yeah on all different types of stones. So like, this is just, we, we are figuring out what stone we are. We're figuring out what our material disposition is so that the Lord can really guide us through this like process of personal growth mm-hmm. and development and yeah. towards sanctity. So yep. going it. back to it, we have the Winnie the Pooh characters, just a recap. Um, Rabbit is cleric, Tigger, Sanguine, um, Eeyore, melancholic and phlegmatic is Winnie the Pooh. Um, the main distinction between all the other temperaments, which you would hear in all the other podcasts, is their reaction to a stimuli, the um, and how long it lasts, the, the intensity yeah. of the reaction, the quickness of the reaction, and then the duration of the mm-hmm. reaction. So, a phlegmatic is slow to react, similar to the melancholic. Um, they do not react intensely. In fact, a lot of people are like, do you have any emotions? Like a lot of people would actually describe them as stoic in that way. You're kind of like, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Um, and then their reaction is of short duration, if at all. Mm -hmm. So, um, but even interiorly, it's a short duration. So they're similar to the sanguines in that way. And that like, even though the sanguines act quick, like they they overreact usually they act quickly and intensely but then they let go of it it's a short duration that's similar to that um very peaceful yes motivated by peace and harmony that's our p word for this one we have the peaceful phlegmatic and i think also motivated by consistency too Mm -hmm. the phlegmatics are very consistent um which actually is can be a good thing and a bad thing. Yep, so in a we'll relationship set, in a yeah. relationship setting. So I think of Clifton Strengths that uh, perhaps uh, would be found in a. And I don't have the data for this. I'd love to make the data for this someday, uh, but just kind of taking a stab at it, I think Harmony is one of those Clifton Strengths. Um, 
So wanting to find the common ground and get the team moving in direction based on commonality. I think of includer uh, as that strength that looks out and sees like, okay, who can I include in the fold uh, in this? I think of even connectedness being something that can be uh, a bit phlegmatic as well. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, okay, so let's get into the light side of phlegmatic. There's a lot of them, actually. It was kind of hard when I was creating this list. I have like all these books that I like have been referencing. Um, and I'm like, there's like not a lot of dark side of phlegmatic, or at least like obvious dark side. Of yet, phlegmatic. yet, you also read that the, it's hardest for the phlegmatic to become a saint. Yeah, so it's that's interesting. So, light side of, of phlegmatic is they're quiet. They're usually very quiet, they're introverted, um, they're diplomatic. You kind of want them in a setting. Um, if there is some type of contention, they will kind of create some dipl diplomacy mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. if they speak up. Yeah. Um, they are dependable. They are very peaceful, loyal people, procedural. I thought this was interesting because you, you would think that that's like a melancholic um, mm -hmm. trait. Yeah. trait. But um, I, think, I think the phlegmatic is procedural to keep consistency, to keep harmony. Like that's kind of the end game, the motivation. Mm -hmm. um, they are dispassionate, meaning they're not driven by their passions. Um, they have a dry wit. A lot of times you can tell a phlegmatic because they don't really say a lot, but when they do, it's pretty funny and it's dry and it has no emotion. They're not like, if they were a comedian, they're not like the big comedian. Yeah, they're more like a Bob Newhart. Yes. Kind of. Yes. Um, they are calm under pressure. They are dutiful. They like structure, which I was, it was interesting actually. Um, it was, I was listening to some talk, I think it was Father Ripperger, and he was saying that a lot of the people who are high up in the military are phlegmatic. That's interesting. Which I thought was interesting, but it would make sense because they're calm under pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, um, they're doing a job. They don't like conflict. Mm -hmm. So they're doing a job to eradicate conflict in, mm -hmm. a, in a sense, right? Yeah. Yep. Let's hope so. Um, right. <laughs> uh, they enjoy peace and quiet. They're well liked by most everyone. If you are blessed to have a phlegmatic child, you are blessed. That's mm -hmm. all I'm going to say. Um, they are peacemakers. They're reserved. They are homebodies. They're constant, polite. They prefer routines. They are process oriented. Um, they are patient, tolerant, not easily provoked, well behaved, respectful, orderly, low key. Um, would rather please others than do what they want. So they're self sacrificial that way, sacrificing for the sake of harmony, mm -hmm. um, and just easy to be around. Yeah, I can hear even a little bit of responsibility in uh, would rather please others than do what they want, right? Uh -huh. That lifting strength of responsibility, which is all about serving, really, a motivation to serve the people around you. Yeah. Um, is introverted? Is it yep. more of an introverted? Yes, they are introverted. So okay. out of the four temperaments, the two extroverted are choleric, sanguine. And they're extroverted, I think, because their response is extroverted. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean like on the Myers-Briggs, maybe you're always going to be extroverted, but chances you are. But it might not be like a tremendous amount of extroversion. Mm -hmm. um, and then the two introverted um, temperaments are the melancholic and phlegmatic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so the dark side of the phlegmatic can tend towards um, being sluggish or indifferent. Yeah, like a pusillanimity and a sadia. You yes. Know, I guess we'll get into the vices here in a moment, mm-hmm. but that apathy. You're going to hear, like, just listen to, remember how Aaron said in the beginning that they can be kind of deadpan emotionally? Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of that showing up in the dark side. Because remember, emotions are a great thing. What do they do? They incline us to some sort of an action. And so when we are uh, a little bit uh, lower on the emotions or they're not very strong, we can have a tendency towards not moving, right? Yes. And that's really the inertia is, is not a whole lot of movement. I, I'd say arguably that's, that's one of the things there's a tendency towards that comfort perhaps mm-hmm. of the status quo because there's safety in that. There's, you know, predictability in that. Um, that can be an obstacle to growing uh, in virtue and which is re- require change and yes. conflict perhaps even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're, yeah, apathetic, unmotivated. They require motivation, which can be frustrating to people around them, even though they're very likable people and they're like peacemakers. If you are a cleric and, or somebody who's like, come on, let's get this, mm-hmm. this thing going. Um, they will like, kind of frustrate you you know be like all right so like how do we motivate you you're so consistent and i love that about you but like let's get you motivated mm-hmm. um not easily motivated i would say actually have you like coached phlegmatics people with a dominant phlegmatic temperament i i can't uh, i think they I, would I, be not, rarely not come, that i know come sure. to get coached <laughs> because of this yeah because of being kind of unmotivated they might just be like, I'm okay, you know, whatever, we're all okay, type of thing. Um, they can be hesitant and fearful. Um, they can be indecisive. They can be people pleasers um, in not a good way, right? And they can prefer comfort over arduous tasks. Mm-hmm. Again, Lazy, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah, and we can see a lot, again, it's this motivation to avoid conflict and avoid rustling, like, uh, rustling the cart, mm-hmm. um, because why? Like that instability uh, can kind of, I don't know, like it's, there's, they enjoy the stability, the emotional stability of where they're currently at, and so there's some comfort in that. I mean, but like stability can be a very wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that I, I enjoy about the interplay between you and I you're a very high activator and you want to get things going and you want to get things started and go and where my discipline kind of is a little bit more I can be a little bit more stable even in my melancholic introverted disposition mm-hmm. and so we balance one another well because I am constantly saying okay stabilize 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 and that's really my motivation and Aaron's it's like no like evolve innovate like do something new thrive in chaos and it's a, the yin and the yang I think that mm-hmm. actually works well but what you see with these things, and that's just an example of where, you know, these, lest you kind of be quick to demonize some of the natural inclinations in somebody's temperament, you're missing the natural uh, vices or weaknesses that might be in yours and where there could be a beautiful complementarity. And that's where I, what I love the most about the temperaments. It really makes space for this, for living in that spousal analogy where you have a combination of gifts and you get a one plus one equals 10 yes. result that comes from it. Yes. Yeah, everyone brings their their strengths yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah. 
So natural virtues and spiritual gifts of the phlegmatic is humility, um, which is a great one. It's the the king of the virtues. I don't know. Somebody said that. Queen of virtues. Mm-hmm. Some saint said that one time. Um, charity. They're, they are very cooperative. They're calm in a crisis. They're peaceful. They, um, they're very understanding. They, they might have that um, spiritual gift of counsel and meekness which Mm -hmm. is meekness is i love the picture of meekness being because i was like what is meekness like it took me forever to like figure this out and um some guy on youtube said this which i thought was like really helpful but he's like meekness is a directed strength so it's kind of like um, a wild stallion being broken and then using that strength towards actually like Directed. Directed. Towards something. And you pray for meekness. You pray for meekness in response to anger, if you're quickly angered. So that was like for the choleric, you know, there's a disposition towards anger. Um, And in this case, um, you would want to pray for meekness in that you don't want to have this like quick response and this overwhelming response that's probably mm-hmm. emotional mm-hmm. of sorts. So um, you want to pray for meekness in that way. So like you can actually be procedural in how you want to respond if, if you want to respond at all. I love the humility piece here. And we don't have them on our list of phlegmatic saints. But I would guess, I'd venture to guess that St. John Vianney, phlegmatic. Um, and I, I, based on primarily this anecdote, there was a point where... Um, he was just, for some reason, just loathed by all these other priests around him. And he was just like, but totally content. Like, was not even, in, he just wasn't engaged, right? But they circulated a petition to have him removed as a priest, saying that he was unfit to be a priest. And somehow this petition actually got to him, and he signed it and passed it on to the, <laughs> to nice. the next priest. I mean, like, talk about humility and just just being totally like, okay, whatever, whatever, water off a duck's back kind of when it comes to you know any sort of assaults right Mm, beautiful yeah um some of the natural vices and spiritual weaknesses of the phlegmatic is um asadia which is um spiritual and mental sloth so not like necessarily physical sloth which is its own vice um also on this list but asadia is that spiritual and mental sloth being like I'm content, it's fine, things are fine, I don't need to grow. And then not even coming from a place of pride necessarily, mm-hmm. but more comfort um, and stabilizing, like trying to be consistent in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the scripture that comes to mind that could be very helpful here is work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, right? There's work that we have to do and yes. and growing in uh, growing an understanding of your, of your vice can often be something that... Um, is helpful to create the drama, uh, the conflict. There it is. We want to avoid the conflict, but mm-hmm. we want we like conflict because it, it it inclines us to move to find some sort of a resolution. Um, so that could be even something that's helpful for the phlegmatic is to have somebody being able to mirror back to them, like a good coach that can mirror back to them very gently. Perhaps um, some some blind spots. Yeah. 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 Um, complacency, pusillanimity, which, can you explain pusillanimity? Pusillanimity is the, is the opposite of magnanimity. 
right? So it's contrary to magnanimity as a sub-virtue of fortitude, mm -hmm. uh, where you do you know, great things. And you do great things because you have such faith in God who is equipping you through grace to do great things. But pusillanimity tends to really look at the status quo, look at your own abilities, very much like the, um, in the scripture, the, the guy that got the one talent, mm -hmm. right? And he just said, I'm gonna bury it in the sand. Very pusillanimous approach because there's a fear that like all, all I've got is what I've got. And you know, it misses the mark that God is adding, he's multiplying uh, with, with his grace, whatever natural dispositions that we have. So it's a smallness of soul is another way of looking at pusillanimity. Yeah. And you, you might be hearing that and being like, smallness of soul, isn't that what we're supposed to have? Um, but in this case, it's more like a closing off to the Lord because mm -hmm. you are small. And that's not what we want. Yeah, not St. Therese of Lisieux's, you know, littleness yes. that she's talking about before God. And like, which inclines her to something magnanimous, to lean on his greatness mm -hmm. all the more. Yes. Um, another thing is they're tempted to take the easy route and they're easily discouraged. And also I'm going to add into their, like, I don't know if this is advice, but it's certainly a spiritual weakness in that indecision, indecisiveness. Mm -hmm. um, uh, virtues, the phlegmatic should pray for and work on magnanimity. <laughs> Justice, fortitude, zeal, perseverance, and enthusiasm. Interestingly enough, the phlegmatic saint... It's the one that we always are quoting, St. Thomas Aquinas, who's phlegmatic. Who knew? Who knew? Love it. He did like his food, which is another thing to think about. Phlegmatics love, like, comfort, and they love, like, just sense appetite, sen mm -hmm. sensual things, meaning, like, food and just... Rest. Rest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... So the phlegmatics, their two biggest challenges are like in the personal development world. Okay. So if a phlegmatic's coming to get coached or if you are one of them and you're like listening to our podcast, which you may be, um, setting goals and overcoming obstacles. Those are like two of the big guys that you're really. It's going to introduce conflict. Mm -hmm. Phlegmatic doesn't like conflict. And it's arduous, you know, when mm -hmm. you set a goal, it's kind of like you're moving from this con consistent place to an unknown. So mm -hmm. that's a, a big piece. Mm -hmm. um, they love peace and harmony in relationships. And in order, like, so obstacles seem to threaten. If, if, if an obstacle seems to threaten those, they will pull back and not complete the task mm -hmm. of sorts. Anything else that you want to? No, no. Again, I'm I'm hearing Clifton Strengths Harmony showing up here again. Like let's let's focus on what we agree, right? And so those people perhaps that are very ecumenical, uh, I could see a phlegmatic, you know, being very ecumenical and kind of cross pollinating between the different Christian, uh, Protestant, Christian, Catholic. Uh, they might be a very good in between because they can focus on those areas of agreement mm -hmm. uh, as well. I think about like phlegmatic clients. Um, I, I don't have many, I, maybe some who had like a secondary temperament of phlegmatic, um, but they always struggle with like their dreams and their desires. Like they've never really gone to that place. Like then I don't know if they've just like 
haven't thought to go there or they've never really just dove in into that. Maybe there's a fear or hesitancy there or thinking, ah, oh, this is gonna this is gonna rock the boat a little bit, mm-hmm. at least in my consistent life. Um, so I think that's interesting. That might come up. I I have coached people who have a primary of sanguine, a primary temperament of sanguine with a secondary phlegmatic. And I remember being like like telling her that you're allowed to dream with God. Like you're allowed to tell God your desires. And mm-hmm. and I, I think this shows up in, in the prayer life too, being kind of like um, a people pleaser with God, which sounds like weird that I'm saying to not do that, but like, because we should be wanting to please God, but from a place of fear versus a place of freedom. Um, so what I remember like bringing this client through this process and that being one of the most powerful processes for her because she, she was never told that she was like allowed to do that, to bring up her desires and even to say to the Lord, like, like the real things that were in her heart mm-hmm. to kind of be like, um, Lord, like, like, I, I don't like this or I do like this or whatever, like just to be real with God. And we want you guys to be real with God. Like this, that is a huge stepping stone in, mm-hmm. in the spiritual life, because God can finally be like, "There you are." Yeah, finally. it's honest. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really is honest. And I mean, even if it may not necessarily be something that you like, like you're honest in a poverty that you have, that's great. We got a God that loves to fill poverty. All we got to do is ask, right? Yes. And so that's the beautiful thing about the uh, about being able to identify that poverty um what else Sarah? i i really think since you've been talking about the strengths i think introducing any phlegmatic to the strengths finders i think is really helpful for them just building up their uniqueness and their confidence um because they do struggle with kind of being hesitant i don't know like i don't want to take this step i think of our our friend Jim, who doesn't even like watching movies because he doesn't want to be upset if he doesn't like it halfway through, but then feels like he has to finish it. So he just doesn't watch movies. It's just like so funny. Um, that's like a, such a phlegmatic trait. It's like, I yeah. don't want to even take that first step because what if, what if it just, it, it what if I'm disappointed? It rocks the what boat too much. What am I going to do much. with that disappointment? Right. So I think, um, I think introducing them to strengths as like confident build confidence building, mm-hmm. um, like being like, no, you actually have something to bring here. It's not just you bringing peace and harmony to the situation, mm-hmm. even though that is a natural strength of yours, but also there's other areas where you can come in. And, and I, I think that when their strengths are brought to light, when they are actually realize their strengths, there will be um, a sense of embracing that arduous task in a different way, in a phlegmatic mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I, I think of you know where this this uh, can go a little bit more in a, a, a vicious way. Again, is we've seen the supreme virtue of tolerance now. Suddenly, tolerance has been elevated to the supreme virtue, arguably. Yes. With this live and let live mentality, again, it's avoiding conflict, and it's almost like a uh, uh, a. Uh, you know, perhaps even a response of these heavy-handed, tyrannical, even clericalism here as well, people lording authority over um, and saying this is the way being overly black and white on things, and now there's a bit of a rebellion 
to kind of this live and let live. And uh, whatever you say, it's true, kind of relative truth, that could kind of be a mantra of the phlegmatic. Because what? It avoids conflict to be able to say that there's relative truth or there's no objective truth. Because if there's objective truth, that means that somebody could be wrong, right? And if they're wrong, mm, possibly conflict that's there. And so kind of checking the uh, checking to see if your phleg phlegmatic tendency is, is inclining towards this tolerance. And tolerance is a good thing um, in, in the sense of being able to say, okay, like there is a particular... Um, but it implies an evil that you're tolerating. Yeah, like there's a particular evil inclination in you right now that I am just not going to address. But where tolerance goes bad, it's just like, we're going to take this particular evil that I'm tolerating you and we're going to redefine it so that it's not evil at all. We're going to call it good, right? Or we're not going to call it as, as an evil. So tolerance itself even needs an evil, some sort of evil to tolerate. Or it's very confusing is where we don't call it what it is. When we remove things like um, using the word disordered, right? Mm -hmm. When something is disordered or we call it the light darkness or the darkness light, that's where this kind of phlegmatic tolerance, definition of tolerance mm -hmm. can go a little bit, well, no, not a little bit, but quite untethered, quite vicious. Mm -hmm. It actually creates more conflict. So what would, what would you pose as the solution to that? I... Truth? Like, is, is sure, I mean, like everything. Or not? Yeah, if there's some sort of like, like say for example, um, the uh, we got the big debate going on, like a, a man and a woman. Like, what is a man? What is a woman? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. In order for somebody to say that a uh, a man in the traditional sense is a woman or whatever they want to say, well, it's there's a lot of logical fallacies that are, are in that argument and just kind of like calling those out and putting truth on those things. Like say, for example, it's like a guy says like, Hey, I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what do you mean by like define woman? Uh, what is a woman? Uh, and he's got to define, he's got to be able to have some sort of reference point that is not changing to say what a woman is. Mm. But right now, if that definition of woman is very fluid, how can we say that you are identifying as a woman? Cause woman's got a fluid definition. So what is, how can that work, right? And so when, when you start to see terms becoming untethered or undefined, uh, that's where that tolerance is going in a vicious direction. And it, the result is confusion, and the result is not uh, bringing people together. Uh, the result is actually creating more conflict, which is the opposite of what the tolerance movement is about. Believe it or not, I think, I think probably some of the best debaters have the, temper, have the temperament of... of phlegmatic because you don't even know you're really debating with them. I mean, yeah. you think about St. Thomas Aquinas and he would create better arguments than his, his opposition. Mm -hmm. And then he'd be like, I know what you're thinking, probably this. And they were like, that's actually a really good argument that supports my side of it. But, but coming at it from this peaceful, almost like jovial, like way seeing the good in the other seeing the good yeah. in the other people are like, I didn't really feel like that was like a fight. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't really feel like, we really debated, but you also have like a lot of really great points. So there is this like brilliance behind that. If it is, if, if this, um, this kind of this inclination towards peace and harmony is tempered and not coming from a place of fear, but coming from a place of like, let's find the truth of this, but also you're not going to feel like a, a big jerk mm -hmm. after we fight or debate. Well, I think or they're argue. just like they're very good at seeing the good qualities in another person. Yes. 
or perhaps the melancholic may be drawn to like finding the flaws. Um, the phlegmatic just really searches for the good. Right. Yeah, they probably and, never gossip. I'm like, I remember everyone was saying this about my mom after she passed away. And it's true because I, who my mom, I think was primary phlegmatic, secondary melancholic. Mm-hmm. And it's really true that she never said a bad word about anyone. Mm-hmm. Like I was her daughter. I was around her watching. You know, my dad was similar too. Like, I don't think I ever heard my dad say anything bad about somebody to like never have one person hear you gossip I mean, first of all, you're probably a phlegmatic, um, but also like, what a beautiful trait. Beautiful witness. Yeah. Yep. yep. Calls you out. I mm-hmm. mean, big time. I'm like, man, I need to shut my mouth now. Mm. <laughs> Let's stop talking. Um, yeah. So when you are, another thing I want to, um, I, I, I like using this, if you were um, a phlegmatic and you're kind of like trying to to get motivated, I think definitely go do the strengths thing. Join us in the academy. Matt and I are gonna we're gonna be starting a strengths master. I can't wait for yes. this. I think go your strengths Clifton strengths test. Yeah, strengths sure. strength. So Gallup strengths finder. You can go get mm-hmm. it. It's not a free test, but you can get your top five for like twenty bucks. Or you get the full report, which I recommend in making an investment for fifty dollars, forty nine ninety nine. And you have that for life and there's a great app that you can mm-hmm. look and you can share other people's. I think it's amazing for married couples to yes. know what their uh, what their strengths are or what their signature themes are. And Matt is a certified strengths coach. So mm-hmm. that is really what, what we have to provide for you here. Yeah. But if you're a phlegmatic, go take that test. Take our test too, the temperaments and charisms test because the charisms will really give you that direction of how to like, like what that route is use that like tendency towards being very procedural mm-hmm. and and creating a process with this um then you can kind of create a little bit of a path towards okay here's how i want to actively start using my charisms a little bit i just think having a lot of excitement around your and i know you're not tending towards excitement all of the time but like find things that excite you as a phlegmatic and then start to integrate them into your thought work. But also find a community. Find other people that are activators and are excited. Mm-hmm. And just lean on some of that natural disposition that they, that they have to kind of keep yourself from sitting on the couch. Yes. Yeah. Helpful journal exercises for the phlegmatic, Matt. Do you have anything? Um, no, you go first. Okay. Um, sorry. Okay, so this is a good one. In exercise one, which is the successes, um, and really what we're doing in that exercise is that you are just reflecting on the successes from the day before. And by the way, if this is your first time listening to us, um, go listen to the whole Temperaments podcast series. But also you can go download our journal, free journal online, uh, catholiccoaching.com. Go get that and then take it through this exercise yeah. if you are excited about doing this. But CatholicCoaching.com, click Get Started Anywhere. I think okay. particularly you to that journal for answering, download. yes. So in exercise one and successes, answering the question, what excited me yesterday? Mm. I love that. Just kind of getting, and it might be like hard to find something that excited you, but like Put your brain on a mission to find, even if it was just like on a scale one to 10, a two, 
like this really excited me, <clears throat> write it down. Um, and, and also like, what was I adequate at yesterday? I think that's another big thing because there is hesitancy around confidence, um, with the phlegmatic. So like, even like, what was I adequate at doing yesterday? Maybe mm -hmm. it was taking care of your kids or folding laundry or something. I don't know. Um, and what obstacles did I overcome yesterday? So that's a big piece of the, uh, of the phlegmatics is, is not wanting to exert energy to overcome an obstacle because what if it doesn't work? And what if I've like kind of wasted my energy mm -hmm. doing that? Mm -hmm. Um, but also like, I think identifying your why is a really big one. We have, um, we have a workshop in our academy. I forget which one it is, but we talked about identifying your why. And I think that would be a great workshop for all the phlegmatics out there. Well, yeah, there's, there's the, um, the right fuel for action. Yes. Is the name of it. Yes, and, yes, yes. and again, the right fuel, meaning the right emotion, because emotion is the fuel for our actions. How do we generate that? And a big thing is getting in touch with that. Why? Like mm -hmm. that thing that's really moving you. Yeah. So back to the journal. So we have exercise one, um, successes, and I give you some questions to ask yourself. Exercise three, where we're contemplating our goals with God, we're contemplating our desires. You might be stuck here. If you are a phlegmatic, you might, this might be really kind of hard for you to dig up those desires. And, and I, I say like, just picture Jesus giving you permission to go there with him. Like literally picture it in your imagination. Like say like, he's like, no, we can go there. Just tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't start with like your favorite kind of flower or your favorite kind of meal. I don't know. Like start there. Start. It's baby steps. But, um, we also have, um, a unique call to sanctity workshop mm -hmm. in our academy. Can they get the worksheet on our yeah, I, I think on our Instagram page right now, yes. you can go and you can actually get this workshop free. Like it was one of those things that we just, it was so amazing, so helpful for people. We just want to make it available to everybody. So you can go to our Instagram page, like us on Instagram and follow us on Instagram. And, uh, but in our link tree, you can find that unique call to sanctity workshop. Yes. Uh, get the free download, a short little 15 minute uh, video that, that walks you through it. But that is a great little uh stepping off points just to kind of dig up some of those desires dig mm -hmm. up some of your natural gifts and talents what you're passionate about yep mm -hmm. um and you can find us on instagram manonoia.catholic correct that's where you can find us m-e-t-a-n-o-i-a dot catholic um and so yeah go do the unique call of sanctity that's actually a great starting place if you don't want to go do your strengths yet start there mm -hmm. and it's free um Number four, exercise four, as obstacles arise. So exercise four is our thought recon. And we're really like reflecting on, on the goals, but it's just really like you're, you're just brain dumping all of your thoughts for the day. Mm -hmm. um, and as obstacles arise, you can be reminded that. They're not always bad. Yes, that they're not always bad. They're like. They're like doing push-ups, you know? You're just kind of like using your body as resistance to become stronger. Mm -hmm. I, I think really kind of diving into why, your why. Why do I want to change? If you don't want to change, do you want to want to change? Mm -hmm. Maybe we start there. I don't know. Mm 
Um, but also that's something that you could do without recon on. Like if you if you don't want to change, tell Jesus all the reasons why. Just mm -hmm. go in our journal and write down all the things. Um, but chances are, if you dig a little bit, you might want to change a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might want to grow a little bit. There have been times in your life where you've grown and maybe we need to draw back on that memory and be like, why did I want to grow in this? Why did I want to um, become better in this particular area? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What were the fruits? Yeah. Finally, what's it like coaching phlegmatic clients, Aaron? What are something that a coach should be uh, conscious of when they're coaching a phlegmatic client? I think um, for myself, I think my sanguine um, excitability and like and and kind of like leaning on emotions is helpful. Actually, mm -hmm. um, it can kind of rub off a little bit <laughs> on the phlegmatics, but to maybe not be so over the top. I really suppress my choleric side with phlegmatics. I think if I come on way too choleric, um, they will just be a people pleaser and say, yes, 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 I'll do that. And then mm -hmm. they never do it. Mm -hmm. um, because the goal at the end of this is for them to transform, not for them to do what I say. Mm -hmm. So um, really to kind of like be aware of that, that, that there might be a tendency towards people pleasing and their, that their growth might be in increments. And really what I would like to do is just find out their why, get them a little more excited about their why, why they wanna change, why they wanna grow, why they wanna develop, mm -hmm. and um, lean into that more. Yeah, like a thought for me when I'm coaching uh, phlegmatics is like, don't take the decision away from them. Oh yeah. Like a lot, it needs to be their decision. There, it needs to be something that they own, something that they choose with their own will. Uh, so you can help them to identify the options with more clarity, but ultimately they must choose. Mm -hmm. And they may not feel comfortable choosing, but that's where there is an opportunity for growth uh, for them. Yes. Don't take it away from them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, especially you and I with our clerics. Like, we're like, no, oh, I'll yeah. just make the decision for it's you. It's just like, ah, I want to get it done now. Yeah. <laughs> I already know. Like, as soon as you open your mouth, do yeah, this. Yeah. Well, but, awesome. Yeah. Aaron, this That's is five it. of five. This is, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, if you're uh, just catching up on episode five of five for our uh, focus on the temperaments, then I'm, check out the other Can ones. I just tell you, I am so excited about this test. You're not just going to take a test, you're going to get a report. And the report is actually going to give you some really practical tips and tools, where to start. Mm -hmm. And if you're an Academy member, which we recommend, like I said, just join us for a month. That's it. It's a, it's a monthly membership. So if you're like, I just want to try this out, you have access to all of our workshops that we've already done. Mm -hmm. You have access to an archive of coaching calls. You have access to our 20 minute call coaches. Mm -hmm. I mean, for a month. And so like, if you're just kind of willing to check it out, I highly recommend, but we're going to be talking about temperaments in there and we're going to be giving you really practical tools. And, um, why was I saying this? I think it was going, Oh, we're going to be coaching you yeah. through your temperaments. Through the report. So you can take that report. You can, there's a free version of it. Doesn't necessarily give you the print off PDF that has a lot more of the content that's in there, but you can get at least your results of your temperaments and uh, at least some of your charisms in terms of the order for that. But I, I think it's, it's worth making an investment and in actually getting that PDF. It's a one-time investment, have that thing for life, just really get locked on, same way that it's, it's worthwhile to make that investment for Clifton Strengths. Like, I yeah. love that thing. Is it just, you get clarity on where you are and uh, 
and it just helps you to be a lot more decisive and intentional. I think that's it. Like if you are a volunteer at church or if you are, I don't know, it's so helpful for, for you to understand what to say yes or no to. Yeah. If it's outside of your charism of mm-hmm. administration, like maybe you're not going to take that job. That's an administrator. Or if you just, right, like if you just are sanguine, definitely don't take a job as an administrator. Yeah. Period. But um, as a greeter or yeah. somebody that's like the MC of an event or something like that, maybe that's going to be more towards your natural disposition. I hear people as they learn these things about themselves, when opportunities are presented to them, they start to think like this. You mm-hmm. naturally start to think. You hold it up to this kind of, uh, this image that you've got of like how God has set you in motion, the plan he has for you. And it's like, okay, does, does this opportunity uh, conform to this? And it helps you. I love it. It helps you to to make your yes mean yes and your no mean no yeah because everything else is from the evil one yeah that's not me i'm quoting god jesus (laughs) says that one well good all right guys thanks for sticking around and we're so happy that you figured some out maybe i don't know maybe you did or maybe you didn't but stick with us we're going to be talking about really cool things in the podcast coming up so Yeah. See you next week. Like, subscribe. We're going to have Dr. Greg Bataro actually showing up next week. Really excited about Greg coming on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. All right. Later, guys. Bye. Hey, folks, we hope you enjoy listening to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. We want to invite you to take up our journal, the Metanoia Daily 7 7 Exercises to Renewing Your Mind. If you want to experience daily transformation, Go to metanoiacatholic.com and get the journal. Treat yourself.